Hi, it's such a privilege and an honour to share with you today some stories. This is Origin Gate Wisdom's Echo Daily Podcast. I'm Jane Schroeder and this time of the year is a really special time. I'm sat here in my office by the seaside in Scotland. Normally, I would be in Asia. I would have flown out three or four weeks ago to be in Indonesia in Jakarta. It would have been my fourth year with the amazing Daniel Black with Global Love Fest. It's a team he gathers from all over the nations from um, California where he's, he was born and bred and his parents have a church there. And over five years ago, he felt called to Hong Kong and he ended up living there. He's completely relocated and given all his time and his energy there. Wow. And I've had the privilege of spending time with him and working with him on the streets with street people in the red light area, in the... In the slums in places where the down and outs and the lost and the broken feel the love of Jesus, the tangible touch is so beautiful. There will be people from Japan, China, the United Kingdom, the Americas, Many places we all come together with one thought in mind to see Yeshua, Holy Spirit, touch people's lives and they begin their journey of intimacy with him, their destiny, their scrolls unraveled. So one of the, I'm going to tell some stories and one story that sticks out in my mind clearly is when we visited the leper colony. I was a little bit concerned at first because of course to go on these trips you have to have all your vaccinations, yellow fever, hepatitis B and all these different injections that are up to date. And when you go into the leper colony, I was not sure what I what I was going to see. These days, the clinics there, there are no, it's not contagious at all. But there are still people with part of their nose missing, fingers missing, limbs missing, that have been eaten away by leprosy. And it can be quite shocking, but it's also beautiful to see these people getting on with their lives getting married, giving birth to children and grandchildren and they wait with excitement for us to arrive. It's always full of joy and excitement and we get to share food. We normally take things like steak and we'll go out after a time of, of prayer and loving on people and hugging people and sharing Jesus with them, Yeshua the wonderful pastor there that pastors the church. His story of how he got leprosy is incredible. He was in the army and he felt unwell and he never thought for one remote moment that he would have leprosy. And when they found out that he had leprosy, he had to return back to his homeland, to Jakarta. 
and there he became an ordained minister and set up a ministry in the slums. We get to go out and give roses and Farrah Roche's chocolates to people. We get to see their homes. They are multi-different religions. And what comes to mind is this lovely elderly lady. And as we walk through the little streets and towns and give out our, our gifts and people just excited and they queue up for the gifts. And she was weeping and crying and was very pale and very thin and and we found out it wasn't from from lack of food or or warmth or clothes it was she just lost her husband and I began to realize that many of these women in their 60s and 70s their husbands would die suddenly and I held her she just literally put her arms around my waist and hugged me and I had the privilege of just stroking her head and loving on her and we prayed for her and we blessed her it was wonderful and she told us the story of her family and her children and the grief and the death of her husband wow if we can just bring a ray of hope and a ray of trust we feel like we have just brought heaven to earth wow as we move through the slums more and more children come laughing and chattering and they always end up touching my hair they can't get over that I've got long curly hair and it's really unusual and we always have Dr Sophie with us she is amazing and she ends up helping people and giving advice to sickness and disease she is incredible. She comes from Ireland and has been living out in Hong Kong for over 15 years. Worked in hospitals in China with oncology and cancer patients and heart patients and just given her whole life to the kingdom realm in the medical field, in the medical world. Wow, it's beautiful. I'm always amazed that all these different cultures, all these different people come together with one purpose. With one hope and trust and faith in Yahweh. To touch people's lives and to bring heaven to earth. Wow. And so as we carried on meandering through the slums and it's amazing because some slums are really bad and dirty and there's it's just so bad that there's literally um, sewerage running through the streets if it rains but others are really clean and prestige even though the people are poor it's really interesting the different cultures and the different places in the different villages this lady is sat completely blind she's well in her 70s yet again very slim very sad weeping lost her husband a widow my heart straight away begins to beat fast with with such compassion for these women it was difficult to converse we got an interpreter and it was very very slow 
She seemed like the poorest of the poorest, the poorest person I'd seen that day. Her clothes were rags and she was on a broken chair. And we sat with her for a small while. And the interpreter explained to me her situation and that she'd got cataracts so bad and didn't have any money to have the cataracts removed and she was basically blind. Her religion was completely opposite of what we believed. But you know, Yahweh has a way through Yeshua to bring and to touch the very depths of a person's heart. As we gave her a gift and we explained what we got, I put this beautiful red rose with all the thorns already taken off it. We always remove them all. That's quite a job, it's very prickly. We held it in her hand and we explained and the scent from the rose, she wept and wept and wept. Oh, I'm weeping myself now. And I asked her if we could hug her and she said yes. And she said that we smelled beautiful. Now we're beginning to draw a crowd, which is not unusual. And we prayed with her, nothing happened. And we prayed again and we spent a long time praying. And all the time we're asking Holy Spirit, do we pray a short, quick prayer and leave? Do we go on to the next person? Or do we wait? And Holy Spirit said, wait, now the crowd is growing. There's a man come who's got something wrong with his shoulder. He hasn't got a shirt on. There's another man with a cut on his body. And we're drawing the group that we're with that are beginning to come to where we are and they start to pray with all these different people and we're starting to see people get instantly healed by the power and the grace of Holy Spirit. So we continue to pray. So we get a little light and we put it in front of her. No, she can't see. And then my friend Daniel comes up and pops his face in front of her and says, can you see me? She said, I can see a light. A shining, bright, shimmering light. So I pop my face in front of it and say, can you see me? And she, no. Daniel pops his face back again. Yes, I can see. And over the space of a probably 10 minutes, the miraculous happens. She begins to see. And the Lord doesn't remove the cataracts, but he begins to peel back her sight. She begins to feel heat in her body and warmth. She begins to feel love instead of grief. And within over an hour, this woman is in a life-changing encounter through the power and the blood of Yeshua and Holy Spirit and the love of Abba Father. It was so beautiful. While we're out in Indonesia, we get to visit a children's home with lots of children, over 40 children that have no parents. You can imagine what it's like. They've made food for us. We play games and we sing and they, some of them play guitars. And from the age of four up until teenagers, it is just incredible. And all the time having amazing Dr. Sophie with us, a medical doctor. It's awesome because she's able to give advice and it's wonderful to see the transformation of people's lives. Sometimes we stay in hotels that are okay and sometimes we stay in hotels that are just amazing. 
And I love the morning sessions in one of the hotels when we go to Bali because we get to meet in the morning and share stories, not just at breakfast, but in the pool. We have our meditation time, our encouraging time, our intimate time with the Lord together, worshipping him in the swimming pool. It is just amazing. And last year, one of the highlights was we got to go on the beach. Now it's boiling hot. It's very, very hot weather. And there are women in their 50s and even young girls out on the streets selling scarves. And it's, it's quite hard to sell. They come up to you and they're really pushy. So we decided we would set up a umbrella with drinks for people and that we would wait. We would send people out to talk to people and see if they wanted to come and have a drink with us and sit with us. It's really low key and really fun. Of course, Holy Spirit always turns up and does what Holy Spirit does. This lovely lady came along and we heard the story of her family and how she supports and her husband and her work more than 80 hours a week and they hardly see their children. And at first she wouldn't have a drink of us, she wouldn't take a cold ice drink under this umbrella. She was very suspicious there was a catch in it or, or the person that she worked with was going to come along and she would get beaten up and he would cane her. So we thought, ah, oh, we'll get her a drink and we'll walk on the beach with her as if she's working. Well... She began to tell us she'd had pain in her hand, pain up her arm, and we could see it was very swollen. Now, sometimes I don't actually offer prayer because I'm always waiting to see what Holy Spirit is saying to me and the angelic always around, moving the fiery host, the healing angels. And I wait and listen as the person's talking to me what, what, what Yahweh wants us to do. And so... I asked her if I could touch her hand and just bless it. So I touched it and a simple blessing, really simple. Interpreter, it can get very complicated. Oh, she said. We began to see the swelling go down in her hands and she, within minutes, was pain free. I bought a scarf off her, a shawl and multiple things to bless her and to bless her family. She left leaving us bowing. We told her not to bow. She didn't need to bow to us. We bowed to her in love and just blessed her and blessed her family. She went away financially blessed and physically healed. Wow, it is absolutely incredible. So the next part of our trip, we flew into Bali. Now Bali is very Hindu and they worship some crazy, crazy gods. But during the time when I was there, I became unwell. And I had to get a lift back to the airport by a taxi on my own because the rest of my team was staying an extra day. We had a couple of days off and went and did some, some time on the beach and in the sea. It was wonderful. After, after travelling for over two weeks and spending lots of time praying and speaking and doing conferences and just enjoying the presence so a couple of couple of days of sunshine and then I was going to fly off to South Africa. It was a very busy trip. 
I love every moment of it and I do miss it and look forward to going again. And as the taxi driver got in the taxi to take me back to the airport, there's a lot of faith and trust in the taxi on my own. He began to tell me the story of his wife and how they wanted children but they were barren. And it's interesting how I ended up, a few words, chatting to him, talking to him. And he dropped me off at the airport and that was it, short and sweet. I got on my flight home and it's a long flight. The first flight's over 12 hours and then I get a layover in the middle of the night and then another flight. And as I flew in, I instantly came out of the toilet on the flight. I became sick and had this really strange cough and I became sick with a violent temperature. By the time I flew into Heathrow, London and my son picked me up in Chester, I was even sicker and I spent five days in and out of bed. I finally pulled enough strength to go back home to Scotland where my friend was flying in for a convalescent who'd been poorly. But I ended up driving myself to A&E and I was isolated for two days with 62 tests. They thought I'd got malaria or scrubtitis. It, they found out that I had a collapsed lung and I had viral pneumonia. I was so sick. I don't even remember being on a drip. I don't remember where I was. But my two amazing ladies came to visit me the next day. We're in total isolation, but they begin to realise that I don't have a contagious disease as my blood tests come back. They pop along to the hospital. They're elderly ladies. They come in on the ward. They bring me some food and they sit with me. They pray for me and they leave. Then I get put on a drip, this crazy, crazy drip that made my body shake. I actually felt like my blood was boiling. And of course, massive witness to the guys there, to the specialists, to the student doctors. I'm healed overnight. I'm discharged the next day with absolutely no symptoms from sickness to health. The moment I arrive back home at my house, I literally grab the dogs and take them for a walk on the beach in the dark. It was incredible. So today, thank you for listening and I bless you. Baruch Atah. Shalom. Shalom.